listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode eight. Today, Darren interviews and talks with Diane Vaughn as she prepares for retirement. Diane is one of the most well-known faces at Carlisle events and has been with the company for 34 years. Hear about how she got started in the job and all the different positions she's held since she's been there. We're so excited to be honoring her legacy. So let's get revved up. Good afternoon, Cubers. This is Darren Reichert, and I'm coming to you from Carlisle Events Conference Room, and I'm sitting here with Diane Vaughn, who is, as many knows, been here a very, very long time, since 1982, and she has seen so much change in the in the Carlisle Events and everything. And Diane, thank you for taking time. Sure, my pleasure. Well, good. Well, let's just we'll keep it very conversational and get started. The first thing I wanted to ask you is, so which came first? Did you meet the guys, Chip, and, Chip Miller and Bill Miller, of course, not related, or... Did you come to work for Carl Events and met them that way? I met Bill first. Okay. Um, I was working at the Chevrolet Zone office so, uh, yeah, in Wormleysburg, mm-hmm. and um, he had been associated at first with um, Sunderland Chevrolet, and then he had he went on to have his own Ford dealership. Well, because he knew some Chevrolet people, he came in the office, and I was introduced to him, and um, and it just kind of we became friends that mm-hmm. way. And the zone office closed okay. um, due to the import traffic and, and mm. you know the Chevrolet. We did the um, uh, the dealers in Central Pennsylvania, north to south, and so our zone was absorbed. Mm-hmm. And um, so when that closed in uh, December of '81, I was I was laid off, and I it was great. I mean, you had a whole year paid <laughs> for, and but I just got antsy, and sure. um, and the boys bought the fairgrounds in fall of '81, and so. Mm-hmm. I had, I, I guess I, I, I know I called Bill okay. because uh, someone that I had worked with had a couple Corvairs for sale. Do you think Bill Miller would want these? So mm-hmm. I said, well, let me check. So Bill said, yada, yada, what are you doing? You know, I said, well, I'm about to take a, a, a job with a construction management company in Harrisburg. Let, why don't you come to breakfast with Chip and me and <laughs> let's talk about some, something that we have. Mm-hmm. And there it went. That's terrific. Now, were you the very first hire? Um, at that time, they had always had a part-time person named Bert Love. Everyone loved her. She was great. Mm-hmm. Memory like a, a stone. She would never forget yeah, anything. Yeah. Uh, she was part-time down in the Lemoyne office, and she's the one who really booked the show. Okay. Uh, she'd started in 77. Prior to that, the families did it. Okay, from 74 on mm-hmm. to 77. And so then 77, Bert was down there, and they had hired a facilities director okay. for here. And so I was the next person actually hired as a promotions manager because mm. at that point they envisioned using the fairgrounds for a lot more mm-hmm. than car shows. Mm-hmm. Well, and so much, I, like on the, the About Us on the website, of course it mentions that it's hard to remember what your job duties are because if it needs done, you just put, put the hat on and go do it. Right. And so you've carried so many roles and done so many things. There's probably isn't anything on this facility that you haven't done on the grounds. Probably not right. because it was just... Uh, just a small group of us mm-hmm. and as we grew we kind of departmentalized and now we're we're very uh, very much so department uh, oriented but mm-hmm. we still do the overlap and cover mm-hmm. but uh, yeah it was uh, it, there was there were just a few of us that did it all you know, well you have been I think if not mistaken the longest tenured employee outside of the owners right. themselves so um, we'll talk a little bit I wanted to I think everyone would enjoy learning and hearing about, um, because you've been such an integral part of the families mm-hmm. and the business, would you mind explaining uh, how how things have changed or 
what has really been the most drastic change since you came on board in 82? Well, our first drastic change was the computer. Mm. And I, you know, I, I just kind of am amazed myself at what we did all just by handwritten things. It, it, and, and, you know, we had a mailing company do our renewals and mm-hmm. things like that. But if, so, if you came up to the window during a show, we had three, um, three ring binders that we had all the, oh the just pages and pages of space numbers. And you'd write in there, Darren gets this space. And, then, <laughs> and, it, and that's how you had, exactly, right. if, if I'm talking to you and forgot to put your name yes. on that, then the person next to me would sell it. We had double bookings. Oh because my. there was no way. Right. There was no way. So I think it was 84, strongly 85, that you know, okay. we, we went to computer. That was, that, was, that was a big change. And that would have been a very, and that was one of the questions I had for later on, Diane, but I'm glad we're, we're talking about it here. Um, I'm sure as you continue to go through those major stages, the internet will be yet another major introduction oh, yeah. to the change in businesses, or the way you're doing business. But I would think 1984, that was pretty early on. That's yes. about the time that IBM had released the PC Junior, and, mm-hmm. and so you were very much an early adopter mm-hmm. as far as businesses taking that on. Yeah. So probably the databases and just having a central uh, way of collecting data was critical mm-hmm. to operations. Yeah, and it was, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to think because the first time they looked at it, it was before I started. I think it was the fall before I started, um, and it was they didn't do it. You know, they mm. looked at it early and, and didn't because I think I think it was and I'm, and because I was told this, I wasn't at the meeting. I think it was Chip who kind of really wanted to investigate, mm-hmm. and Bill and Bert were just mm, didn't do this. <laughs> right. We don't need this. We right. do this right. this way, and so then it was it was it just moved on right. and it, it became obvious that we mm. needed to step up and I can remember um, Dave and Wendy Harper did the programming and it was it and and that's when right, right around that point is when um, Bert left the company and I took over everything mm, okay. so it, it was uh, you know it, it was early on because everything had to be input I was gonna say there's a lot of data entry there mm-hmm. quite yeah. a bit wow so Diane uh, at the time that you came on board to um, help out Bill and Chip in 1982. Were you a car enthusiast then, and are you now? And just tell us a little bit about how the hobbies maybe worn off on you. Well, I think that's a a good expression. It has definitely worn off. But at the time, um, of course, I I live in Carlisle, but Mm. on the other side of town, way out of the impact area. Okay. And at that point, prior to that, I had been an East Shore, you know, person. So when I moved to Carlisle in 75, I still then worked on the either East or West Shore. So my center of influence was down there, not in Carlisle. So I don't think I really knew about the car shows until I met Bill, Mm -hmm. of course. And then uh, my first day of work here at the spring Carlisle, I mean, obviously I started in March, but in spring, that was the first car show that I'd gone to here. Okay, okay. I had known of Hershey, of mm-hmm. course, and all that. Uh, so I can't say that I was a car enthusiast. I mean, I think I always appreciated cars. Sure. Um, and, and now I still do. I have a better, higher regard for them and mm-hmm. the people who can do the beautiful work and mm-hmm. produce the stunning cars we see on our show field. Mm-hmm. And everyone always asks, what's your favorite car? And I'm not sure that I have a favorite car because every time I kind of dwindle it down, you see one they've never seen before. Mm, right. And you go, oh, my gosh. You know, and look at the styling on that. And some of 
right. some of the grandeur and the the elegant lines of the big old ones yes. are just magnificent. Right. And then you find a speedy little one that's kind mm-hmm. of zappy and cute. And so <laughs> it, it, they all give you right. something different. Right, they do. You know? And you hit on something really important that I've heard quite a bit from fans and friends and other car nuts, and that is with Carlisle events and coming to Carlisle, you'll see cars you may never have ever thought you'd see in your lifetime. Right. Or uh, that are so rare that maybe on a page of a magazine, but truly you've never been able to walk around it. So that is something that's pretty spectacular about this place. Oh, yeah. We had a whole full, we had a class for GTs out here, this, you mm. know, and I just talked to the winner today. He hadn't picked up his plaque and we were sending it to him. But, you know, I said, oh, which which one was yours, you know? But, mm-hmm. and it, you know, to see a tent full of GTs is Sure. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, really. All those yeah. exotics under one roof or one oh, place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unusual. Uh, there was an Anglia here, which is a European uh, Ford, and uh, and it went through the Ford Parade yesterday, and I had seen it in the parade downtown. It was mm-hmm. so cute. You know, someone said when I was announcing the parade, yeah, and I bet you thought the same thing. It's cute because it's so <laughs> little. Right. And, and, and I wish I could remember the name of the one that, that registered with us. And the guy was so funny, and he said, my car is a cardboard car. And we all went, eh, yeah, it, how can it be a cardboard car? And, and, and we went out and looked at it on the trailer. And he lifted the trunk, and he said, wrap this. And it is some kind of, like, cardboard base, the whole thing. No kidding. Oh, yeah. And it was a, a little one. So I don't know if it was a, a European car mm-hmm. or whatever. I can't remember the mm-hmm. name. But, yeah, it was a cardboard car. Well, it sounds like it's very earth-friendly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you, too, um, what has been your, it's been a, many, many years, and this being your, your last season, we'll talk a little bit about that in the in the final minutes of the show, but do you have a favorite moment of your tenure here? That would be exceptionally hard to I'm nail sure. down. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of great moments, but I, I can tell you early on, and I say in the early 80s, I mean, we were just, the guys had just purchased the ground. So um, they've they put so much every year into mm. the grounds to making it the best place for people to come for a car show. Mm-hmm. But at that time, we were still, uh, the, the track was here. Um, you know, our, our building was a two-room cinder block uh, office with a stable behind it. Oh, my That word. had been converted to our maintenance area. So uh, we had new markers made for the ground Mm -hmm. and there's 80 8100 spaces on 82 acres and so we had some they're particularly of chips friends from the quarterback club down in york uh who would come up or um people that he knew through the corvette hobby that maybe were laid off or Mm -hmm. could do part-time with us because the whole grounds had to be relayed out oh my and so, and I've heard Lance say that was part of what his dad had him do too. Like oh yeah, going around to those tags, he, he oh, knows yeah. them very well. Because they had been, because the fairgrounds had not been theirs before, right. they couldn't necessarily have all the markers they needed, and they were the steel markers that mm. were. I mean, can you imagine a bucket of steel markers? Mm-hmm. How how laborious that was. Mm-hmm. So we had um, polished aluminum, powder coated okay. aluminum discs made, and we put vinyl letters on them all. So this was a task that we do, particularly rainy day. I mean, it was involved, and, and we had this little two-room place, and the guy, if it was nice weather, the, <laughs> the guys would be making them outside, and then they'd go pound them into the ground. Mm-hmm. Getting to the point at the end of the day, Chip Miller 
and, and Bill loves the fairgrounds too, but Chip Miller loved, loved his fairgrounds. And at the end of the day, he'd say, time for a beer. Mm-hmm. And we'd all, you know, get some pretzels we had, you know, mm-hmm. just munchies. Sure. You know, grab whether it was soda or beer, go to the top of the Northfield Hill, which is higher at that time. And we dragged an old bench up there and we'd have some golf carts and we'd sit there and watch the sun go down. Oh, wow. What a good, that's a nice memory. It was. A really nice You memory. know, we had all worked and we just yeah. propped up there and yeah. and uh, just Enjoying enjoyed it. the space and the time. Mm-hmm. And taking the time to enjoy yeah. the labor. And if the, the guys were out, like Dave Walters say, if he was out working, Chip would come around the golf course. Hey, come on, let's go. Oh, nice. You know, so it was, it was, it was really fun. That and you know, sometimes, sometimes some of my earlier memories are probably maybe more significant only because it was in the building stages. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. Yeah. What would uh, your dear friend Chip say today oh. if he were to see his fairgrounds yeah. and, and all that's happening yep. for just this week? Yeah. He would he would be loving it. There wasn't a thing about this mm-hmm. he didn't love. Mm-hmm. You know, and he moved across the street, you know. Yeah. He's, his And Judy still lives there. Um, it, it was his biggest pleasure to wake up every morning and look at the fairgrounds. It really wow. was. Um so he, he would have been thrilled, and he would have been thrilled with all those GTs mm, out there. I'm sure. You know, because that's Lance's favorite car. Absolutely. But anything that goes fast and makes noise, he loves, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm sure it would have been a father-son competition with some Corvette yep. ZR1 versus the uh, GT or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Yep, that's, right. that's pretty neat. Uh, wanted to ask you, since you started in the early days, we talked a little bit about going through all the computer age, the internet age, internet age. We didn't really finish that the whole thought. So talk a little bit about the different eras, if you will. So we went into computers around 1984 and the databases and what have you. What other significant changes, including the Internet, mm-hmm. impacted Carlisle events? Well, and I, I, I'll say them as they come to mind, sure. but not necessarily in sequence. Of course, um, the latest impact would be... Um, twofold in my mind, eBay and, and other things, mm. you know, online. Mm-hmm. That that was a huge, uh, I can remember, let me see, that would have been in the early 90s when we were doing our non-automotive antique shows. Okay. And that that was particularly impactful in the antique world because mm. uh, people could, could shop that way rather mm-hmm. than going to all the different shows to mm-hmm. see what they wanted. And then it blended more into the car hobby. Um, uh the cars themselves okay. drastically changed. Sure. You know, we're computer driven now in the cars with sealed engines, and you can't necessarily wrench on the cars mm-hmm. anymore. Or you know, and that that has changed a lot, and that's why we have a import and performance. It's a blend of the vintage antiques and the new, the newer cars, mm-hmm. uh, which is as uh, is a good blend. Uh, now it's a good blend, and but you know because that that's what everyone has now. Yeah, the complexity of mm-hmm. the engines and everything. Yeah. part of the cars. And so a lot of in that in those cars, they're looking for bolt-ons yes. more than and even the new Corvettes. Yes. If you if you sit here, the older the the older generations of Corvette and the vendors there aren't selling like they used to because you know the the older generation of Corvette lovers are not solid axle anymore. Mm-hmm. They're going to the new. Mm-hmm. And that's that's bold on area too. You that's know? true. So it's less 
could I summarize and say it's less of you see someone coming for uh, a grill for a 69 vet or uh, a bumper for a 63 uh, Impala and more now about the aftermarket exhaust or modifications that are much more maybe uh, visceral or just uh, on the, the surface of the car. Well, and we'll always base our shows on the older cars. Sure. You know, but, um, but yeah, you see that in a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the love of the buyers before in the swap meet was NOS. Mm, I mean, right. oh my gosh. Yes. That was the ticket, man. If you had New NOS. New old stock, yeah. You know, now people aren't as necessarily driven that way in restoration. Mm-hmm. The, the, the aftermarket and the, you know, the someone is buying the, the, the old dyes and making new stuff in mm-hmm. China or mm-hmm. wherever, mm-hmm. you know, that, that it, isn't, it isn't as necessary for folks to have the NOS because mm-hmm. they can buy the reproductions and companies like uh, Dennis Carpenter, they do, they do beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and they've always been a great supplier. So, I mean, there's, there are companies out there sure. that provide magnificent um, reproductive stuff and reproductions. And, and it's, a lot of people are, are, are fine with that. Sure. Well, I recall my father used to show 1929 Model A's. He had to pick up a Tudor and a, and a Roadster. And my job as a kid was to jump on the rubble seat with my sister. And then we'd get to the show and hop out. I was the wheel man, and I would wax and do the mm-hmm. spokes and all that. But I remember he, my father's a, a pretty much a stickler. with. Uh, he kept them very much original and, and extremely authentic. But he would have friends in his Model A club that would truly not even use a nut or a, a wing nut or bolt or anything unless it was NOS or was documented and absolutely perfect and they would trailer the car and never start it. And so the, I, I see a little bit, like, to your point, I see a little bit less of mm-hmm. that these days yeah. and more of uh, everyone perhaps making, customizing, making a car what they want it to be mm-hmm. and then enjoying it mm-hmm. a little bit more than what was years past. Or having an original body. Mm, right. With a, uh, non-matching underneath, yeah, right. you know, that is souped up or we'll get them mm-hmm. somewhere where they want to go. Yeah, numbers matching may not carry the same weight yeah. it once did. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Wanted to ask you too, I know everyone around here is going to miss you. It doesn't mean that you're leaving Carlisle or, or not coming back back around, but do you have exciting retirement plans or anything you want to share with the well, Carlisle listeners? and that's probably the number one question. Well, what do you want to do? Sure. Well, and I, my first response is just have a little bit more flexibility to do what I want to do at first. Mm-hmm. I do not specifically, um, to answer that, I don't have any firm plans of looking elsewhere for a job part-time or anything like mm-hmm. that. I'm just want, I want to enjoy a little bit of time. Good. Um, whether we do a little bit of travel or just, you know, nothing's etched in stone, which is kind of nice because it right. doesn't have to be. But on the other hand, we will still be living in Carlisle. I will still be coming to the car shows, and and being able to walk around and see the sure. you know see the my friends out there, right? And and look at the cars on the on the show field when we have our specialty events, good. and eat corn soup, and <laughs> <laughs> right. all the good things. All the good. Look at the special displays, and you well, know, you get to see more of it from outside yeah. of yeah. Uh, the vendor mm-hmm. vendor. And I, I, always, else, I so. do try to walk around every show on Saturday, mm-hmm. but I'm limited in, mm-hmm. on time, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I never get to see all of it. Sure. Well, you, 
you've more than deserved that opportunity to do those <laughs> things. And besides that first Monday where you don't have to set the alarm will probably be a really yeah. nice thing too. Let me tell you the, the, the funniest thing, the, the aha moment. In April, I, was, I went into the doctors for my annual physical. Mm-hmm. And so we always make an appointment for the following year. Went out to schedule that, and I said, just a minute. And I pulled out my schedule, this, the show schedule for 19. And I started to say when I couldn't, and I, and I just put it down, face down. <laughs> I went, I can do it any time. <laughs> you know, right. And that, that was my aha moment. That's a good feeling, yeah. It was it's like I you're don't, able to break I that don't have a schedule. Yeah. You know? Good. So if you want to travel, you want to be in Europe that particular week, so be it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, one of the things I was going to say, too, is would you have three or four um, ideas or uh, points of uh, recommendation that you'd want to share with your successor and those that will be in your department next year when they when they tend to go this, uh, f- you know, forge ahead without mm-hmm. your leadership here? Yeah. Well, I'm very fortunate to uh, have known and worked 20 years ago. There was a young lady who worked here named Tammy DeMarc. She was Tammy Morrison then, mm-hmm. and she met her husband here. And he worked here a little bit longer than she did, and they both came back to us uh, several years ago. Um, and she was just finishing fin- finishing a degree in, I think, childhood education. She was interested in, a, in uh, opening up um, a nursery school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I had a meeting with her. I said, are you interested in maybe coming back here in the office? Because these are my plans. And that was four years ago, and I told her at that time I, ten- I intended to retire in three years and that I wanted her, if she was interested, that she would uh, be groomed for that. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, it's, it's four years. But I have absolutely 100% faith that she Good. can carry on. Uh, she had the knowledge of be- working here before, and you know, and she said, you know, you, you have to, you have to live it to learn it, mm-hmm. which is a great phrase. It is, um, and and that's what she has done, and and has, um, you know, and she's younger, which is great. Um, has more computer background, which is great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and she's hired another person now coming in that we can train for the rest of the year, so we'll be fully stocked right, <laughs> with right. people when sure. I leave. But um, it's, it's we are a people business, mm-hmm. you know, and the best part about this is the people. It's a family environment. Our guests that come to us, whether they're part of the show field, whether our vendors, whether the people who walk through the gates, mm-hmm. you know, and to respect and, and give them the best experience in the car field that they can have mm-hmm. is what we're all about. You, know? you guys do that very well. And and that's 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 the best advice I can give, you know, and mm-hmm. it's trying to make their visit here something memorable. Sure. Um, because if they leave happy, we're happy. Right. And they're gonna they're gonna talk talk it up and say, Hey, you gotta get to Carlisle. Right, right. Yeah. And we, we always think and I think because maybe we're from here mm-hmm. that everyone knows about Carlisle. Right. Because we are big and we're a world leader in the hobby. Mm-hmm. But there are always people, and I talk to them all the time, who have heard of Carlisle but have never been to Carlisle. Mm-hmm. And then there are some that, God forbid, have never heard of Carlisle but someone told them, so they come to check sure. it out. 
So, uh, you know, there are always new people out there and people to welcome, mm-hmm. you know. I, 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 I had talked to, evidently, you know, we talked to a lot of people on the phone, but I had talked to a, a gentleman who came to Carlisle for the first time for the Ford show. And he, he specifically came in the office to meet me, which I was delighted. That's nice. And then he came back on Sunday to say, I won second in my class. Oh. And he said, I was going to stay for the parade, but it's it's bad weather north of here, so I'm headed home. Right. I said, well, I hope we'll see you next year. He says, oh, yes, oh, yes. A new you know? friend then. Yeah. A new friend. Well, that's, that's I think you hit right on the point of what, in my mind, matters in life, and that's the connections. And regardless of whatever technology does or whatever wherever the automotive world takes us, uh, it's the people behind it, those that engineer and design, those that maintain, those that rest, you know, restore or do the um, overhauls. It's it's the people that make it. And I know mm-hmm. that Chip and Bill, that was a big part of, of why they were so passionate about this back in 74. Mm-hmm. They, they wanted to, to enjoy the hobby and then they didn't necessarily uh, fit into the Hershey mold, and so they created their own. Right. And I think that it's the people side that matters so much. Right. Well, if there are younger generations coming with their parents or guardians or aunts, uncles, what have you, to the shows these days, uh, they'll be coming years and years past when you and I are not active or around. Uh, what would you hope that they is, leave Carlisle with as far as memories? So that maybe the the uh, the generation that's coming up, if you will, maybe not even having their driver's license. What mm-hmm. would you hope that they they take away with their memories? Well, first of all, that they've come to a show where they love the cars. Good. You know, because they've got to love the cars first, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or appreciate them anyway, whether they ever really have a collection of their own, but maybe have a favorite car, something like that. It, and it always helps when mom and dad or grandpa mm-hmm. likes it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sure. have generations that I've seen in front of me, and I have I have a picture on my phone for four generations, and the article's going to be done on that for oh, the wow. fall directory. That's and it's, it, it is really, I am so thrilled when I see that, mm-hmm. you know, or someone comes up to me, and I remember them being born, oh, my. you know, and, and they're coming now, you know, and about to have their own babies or have had their own babies, and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, how many years ago? Probably about five years ago, this little guy was came with his parents, and we were doing... We have monster trucks at a mm-hmm. truck show. Mm-hmm. And so he came in at that time. We were doing monster truck packages that you could buy with, you know, hats and different things like that. And this little boy, who was probably maybe six years old or seven, he was so excited every year, and I'll mimic him now. He goes... I can't wait for the truck show every year. He was so darn sweet. I just oh, couldn't very animated. It. Oh my gosh, he was just squealing with delight. And his parent, his parents said, "This is true. He just can't wait to." Christmas get here. took a back seat. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And there at our truck show, for example, we have a lot more. We have the monster trucks and 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 the ride trucks and all that. But we now have. Because for whatever reason, there there seem to be a lot more younger folks there. Um, with, I mean, with kids, mm-hmm. and so we have a, a an area that you know bounce house and things like that, and and, and little three wheelers that the kids can ride around. And we always have a kids activity area anyway, but mm-hmm. this is really really expanded. And it's probably our most family oriented event. Oh, nice. But um, 
you know, it's, it's just things like that. That mm-hmm. when we, we have to always keep in mind, I always say, we constantly have to reinvent ourselves. Yes. We can't rest on our laurels. Mm-hmm. We have a firm base and everyone mm-hmm. knows who we are, what we do, mm-hmm. and how well we do it because we do set the mark, the benchmark for the hobby in mm-hmm. my mind. Yes. Um, so we have to keep in mind the future generations and where it's going, where it's growing to, and and market it in a it's to keep that in mind as we go. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that's good advice. Actually, very sage wisdom for life in general. Yeah, you can't just stand still. Mm-mm. You've got to constantly be on the the growth path and and changing and moving and whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Well, as we wrap up, I know that um, uh, the loss of of Chip impacted everyone, but especially you. Is there anything that uh, you would want individuals like myself who would love to have had an hour with him and uh, didn't have the, the pleasure of knowing him, but is there anything that you would want the listeners all over to hear about mm-hmm. what an amazing man he was? Well, tearing up, <laughs> he was one of my best friends. And there wasn't anyone who didn't like him. Yeah. Um, when we had his services, his memorial service, um, there was one of his friends because we all it is in his uh, book that we all wrote something. Yeah. And there, I think it's a great statement that uh, one of his friends made about him that Chip Miller was the poster boy for everything good in life. Oh wow! What a perfect way to describe Chip Miller. And and I love Bill too. You know, he's he's one of my best buddies also. Mm-hmm. But Chip, I always I have his Chip's real name is Elliot, and I have something I got at a at a car. Uh, not, it was an antique show. It's it's called the Elliot Protector, and that was of all things. It's it's a it was a thing for something for your ear. Mm-hmm. But a friend of mine said you have to get that because that's exactly what you are. Because Chip would wear his heart on his sleeve all the time, mm-hmm. and I'd always say, "Chip, you can't give it all away," mm. you know. So I became the Elliot protector. Mm, I like that. But I like that. Um, but he was always willing to talk to anyone for hours when they needed his advice on a car or mm-hmm. anything like that. And the one thing that um, I just remember when he got so sick, he realized. He couldn't talk to everyone that wanted to talk to him, and that's when we there was something called Caring Bridge that allowed him to communicate with people that they could go online and read it, and he would he would post and let everyone know exactly how things were. So wow. we lost a good one, and we jokingly say, "Chip, you're up there. We know you are. Can't you help us out with this weather?" Yeah. <laughs> What is up with that? <laughs> can, can you at least put a good word Could in for us? you do a little help, please? <laughs> That's right. You're not off duty. That's right. You know? <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, he's, uh, and I think Lance embodies so much good of his father, too. And they were best friends, and, mm-hmm. you know, Lance is, carries the goodness mm-hmm. of yeah. his dad. That torch definitely carries on strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. Different footprint, and yeah. I, I so admire Lance making his own footprint. Mm-hmm. It's different than from dad, but it's still... It's not easy to do either sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's still a really good one. Absolutely. Well, everyone, if you've met Diane, you remember Diane, that big smile and, and always there to welcome everyone coming through the gates, particularly the vendors. 
Irona, thank you so very much for your time. You've been a good friend to me, and I so appreciate the time you've given. And honestly, I hope I cross paths with you a couple shows a year. Well, I'm Indefinitely. sure we'll run into each other sure. on the field at Carlisle. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Diane, thank you so much. My pleasure. All right. Thank you. Wow, Darren, what a great interview with a great woman. I agree. She is fantastic. That was so cool. And I have to say, um, sort of as a little bit of a defense for myself, uh, there was maybe one of the first episodes we did where you really got on me for calling cars cute. And uh, it was a little vindication to hear someone else call cars cute. I thought that was uh, uh-huh. that was pretty apropos. Yes, Diane did use that, uh, that descriptor and... She was also given a hard time, so not by you. No, right. Well, I respect both you ladies, so we'll let, we'll let cute stay in. Thanks. <laughs> so as the interviewer, um, that was such a great discussion with her, but what was your um, key takeaway and your big moment that you really thought was great in that interview? That's a good question. There were so many nice moments. She and I have been friends, and... Uh, She's very welcoming and, and very down to earth. But I think to get to the point, uh, her somewhat emotional uh, discussion around her long lost friend Chip Miller and the fact that she's carried on these years without him, but she keeps that, that lantern lit. She helps keep the legacy of Chip Miller alive. Uh, she is a very devoted uh, member of the of the team and a, and a family member or i should say a she's very much a dedicated carlisle events uh staff member but also a devoted fan of chips and his uh the foundation uh, the amyloidosis foundation uh, been involved with the board and she is a very good friend to the miller family actually both miller families but especially to uh lance and and, and his family including judy but uh, yeah, she's she's doing all the right things as far as carrying carrying the the goodness of Chip into the years ahead. You know, when you think about it, it's actually kind of momentous. I mean, with Diane retiring and Chip having left his legacy, uh, it's sort of like a changing of the guards, where Lance and his generation, Bill Jr. or Bill the Third, are going to be taking over and. Um, it's nice to see the the evolution of where this goes and how it evolves with the changing enthusiast hobby market. So uh, it's pretty exciting times. Exactly. And, and to think that the fathers, Chip and Bill Jr., started this, and then uh, in the years to come, it will most likely be very exclusively focused around Bill Three and Lance, so the sons carrying that on. Um, I think it's just uh, a testament to what fine you know, sons they raised and how they're continuing that, to your point, that same tradition, but being very adaptable and open to what our modern age demands and requires and asks of the hobby and yeah. of the enthusiast market. So, Darren, why don't we tell everybody where they can reach out to us and share their thoughts and communicate with us? Good point. Actually, Email us directly. Holly and I check our email on a daily basis. We're at carsofcarlisle at outlook.com or check us out on carsofcarlisle.com, Facebook, Instagram, definitely, as well as Twitter. And uh, I think one of the best compliments we always say to a podcaster, uh, what 
is essentially gold is strong reviews and, and a following and a building of a subscribership of people that really want to actively follow us when we release these each Wednesday morning early. And uh, the best way you can give us the A plus is five stars and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. And please keep, continue to email us with ideas and suggestions. Even if there's a name of someone you'd like us to reach out to, to interview, questions to ask of our friends at Carlisle Events, or, or for the fact of just being Carlisle natives and locals. Uh, if there's you want to know something about local dining or what's the great, uh, great new place to go after hours, we're here to help you with that. I appreciate everyone being with us again this week. We look forward to you being with us next week. We have episode nine coming up, right? Holly, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, our next show is the Chevy Nationals that's coming up June 22nd through the 24th. So we'll be previewing that show in our next episode, which will be episode nine. So be sure to stay tuned for that one and look for that one on iTunes. Well, we're at a good point to say to our friends and Cubers and everyone out there listening, drive well and be well. Take Take care. care.